Good morning. Welcome to PCA. Everybody stand on your feet. We're so glad you're here. We're so glad you're here. Our God is awesome, amen? Are y'all awake? Yeah! Our God is awesome. Lord, we, we praise your name. We are going to glorify you with all that we are. I just encourage everybody, whatever's going on in your life that is dragging you down, lay it aside right now and let's just concentrate on our God. Amen. Giver of every breath I breathe, author of all eternity, giver of every perfect thing, to you be the glory. Yes. Maker of heaven and of earth, no one can comprehend your worth. King over all the universe, to you be the glory. Hallelujah. And I'm alive because I'm alive in you. Yes. Whoa. And it's all because of Jesus I'm alive. Yes. It's all because the blood of Jesus Christ. It covers me. Amen. It covers me. And raise this dead man's life. Oh, it's all because of Jesus. I'm alive. I'm alive. I'm alive. We praise your holy name, Lord. Giver of every breath I breathe. Author of all eternity. Giver of every perfect thing, to you be the glory. Hallelujah! Maker of heaven and of earth, no one can comprehend your worth. King over all the universe, to you be the glory. Oh. And I'm alive because I'm alive in you. Oh. And it's all because of Jesus I'm alive thank you Lord it's all because the blood of Jesus Christ oh it covers me and raised this dead man's life oh it's all because of Jesus every sunrise sings your praise the universe cries out your praise singing freedom all my days now that I'm alive it's all because of Jesus I'm alive thank you Lord it's all because the blood of Jesus Christ oh yeah it covers me and raises this dead man's life it's all because of Jesus, it's all because of Jesus I'm alive, hallelujah Lord, it's all because the blood of Jesus Christ, oh, it covers me and raised this dead man's life, yeah, it's all because of Jesus I'm alive.
love in Jesus Christ. Lord, you are so good. I love that because those of us who are alive in Jesus Christ, man, his blood is so powerful that it cleansed us from all sin. Amen. Amen. We love you, Lord. Hallelujah. Would you be free from your burden of sin? There's power in the blood, power in the blood. Would you or evil a victory win? There's wonderful power in the blood. Would you be free from your passion and pride? There's power in the blood, yeah, power in the blood. Come for a cleansing to Calvary's tie. There is power, hallelujah, in the blood. There is power, power, wonder-working power in the blood, yes, of the Lamb. There is power, power, wonder-working power in the precious blood of the Lamb. Would you be free from your burden? There's power in the blood, power in the blood. Sin stains are lost in its life-giving flow. There's wonderful power in the blood. Sing it! There is power, power, wonder-working power in the blood of the Lamb. There is power, power, wonder-working power in the precious blood of the Lamb. Power! Praise and 
treasures that fade are never enough. Then you came along, yes you did, Lord, and you put me back together. And every desire is now satisfied here in your love. Thank you, Lord. Oh, there's nothing better than you. There's nothing better than you, Lord. There's nothing. Nothing is better than you. Show you my weakness, my failures and flaws. Lord, you've seen them all, and you still call me friend. Hallelujah! Cause the God of the mountain, yeah, is the God of the valley. And there's not a place your mercy and grace won't find me again. You're the only one who cares. 
that again. You turn mourning to dancing. You give beauty for ashes. Yes. You turn shame into glory. Oh, you're the only one who can. You turn grace into gardens. Yes, you do. You turn thorns into armies. You turn seas into highways. You're the only one who can. You're the only one who can. You're the only one who can. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. We bless your holy name, Lord. We bless your holy name, Lord. We say yes to you, Lord. We say yes to you, Lord. What do you want, Holy Spirit? What do you want in this place? I love that we can have such confidence. We, when we come to our God, we can know that he hears us. If you're a child of God, if you've come through Jesus, he will hear you when you call on him. And even though you may not think he's moving or working, he is. He is always working on your behalf. Always. But one of the most beautiful places to be is just giving your whole heart to him. Whatever he wants. That's the safest and the best place to ever be. And we're going to just sing about that right now. Lord, you are beautiful. And I bless you, God. I bless you, God.
of you. We are to be like Jesus. We'll never be perfect like Jesus, but we need to be aiming for that goal. Not just when we're in this room, but definitely when we go out into the world. When we come up against hate and division and all these things, we are still to look like Jesus still to look like Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. You came to the world you created, trading your crown for a cross. You willingly died. Your innocent life paid the cost. Thank you, Lord. status as nothing the king of all kings came to serve washing my feet covering me with your love thank you Lord if more of you means less of me take everything Yes, all of you is all I need. Take everything. You are my life. 
treasure the one that I can't live without here at your feet my desires and dreams I lay down sing that again oh here at your feet my desires and dreams
charged you. Let's just tell him to take it all from a sincere heart, Lord. I give you everything. I give you everything. And it's not just a one-time giving of everything. You'll have to do it every day, many times a day. When, when I want my way, Lord, help me to remember to, to tell you to take it all. Because there are so many times when my flesh wants to take control. And I want to just give in to that. But Lord, help us. Holy Spirit, remind us to continue to surrender to you. In the midst of the worst situations, that we will continue to surrender to you and trust you that you truly will help, that you are working. Oh, Lord, I love you. I bless your holy name, Lord. Oh, we glorify you, Lord. We glorify you, Lord. Help us to glorify you when we walk out of this room into our mission field. those of you who are baptized in the Holy Spirit, let's just use our spirit language for a little bit. When you pray in your spirit language, you pray the perfect prayer. Oh, Lord, we love you. Lord, we bless your name. We bless your name, Lord. I bless you, Lord. I thank you for this time that we've had reaching up to touch your heart. Lord, you have touched my heart. Thank you, Lord. Be glorified in this place, God. Be glorified in your people, God. Lord, we just thank you and we bless you. We know that you've got greater things still yet to come in this service. And I just can't wait to hear the word that you're going to speak to us today. Make us more like you today, God. Make us more like you. We thank you, God. We praise you. We will forever praise you because you are worthy. Jesus' holy name. Amen, amen, amen. Give him a shout. Give him a clap. Hallelujah. 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 Now, how many of you actually gave a shout? Okay. I like it. So we're going to try that one more time because here's what I even noticed. We just thank you for letting us go to minister's retreat. Our district superintendent, Dr. Daryl Wooten, would say, give the Lord a shout. Yeah, people would clap, and I'm thinking, this is a room full of ministers. <laughs> so let's show them how it's done. Give the Lord a shout. Hallelujah! Yes, yes, awesome. I thank you. That's awesome. Okay, so this is the time that we get to greet each other. If you are social distancing, you just stay where you're at, and people, please do not go up to people who are staying where they are at. 
just wave at them and blow them air kisses or something, okay? <laughs> but the rest of you, mix and mingle <laughs> and enjoy greeting each other. your burden of sin there's power in the blood power in the blood would you or evil a victory win there's wonderful power in the blood would you be whiter much whiter than snow there's power in the blood power in the blood sin stains are lost in its life-giving flow there's wonderful power in the blood there is power, power, wonder-working power in the blood of the Lamb. There is power, power, wonder-working power in the precious blood of the Lamb. Would you do service for Jesus, your King? There's power in the blood, power in the blood. Would you live daily His praises to sing? There's wonderful power in the blood. There is power, power, wonder-working power in the blood of the Lamb. There is power, power, wonder-working power in the precious blood of the Lamb. Power, power, wonder-working power in the blood of the Lamb. Welcome back, PCA. Welcome back. Welcome guests. If you're a guest here, I would like you to, uh, if you would, fill out a VIP, VIP card so we can get to know you a little bit better. Um, also, I'm going to do some announcements today. We were going to start our equip classes back the 17th, but that will be postponed till further notice. There's a blessing cake out in the, out in the foyer. We're going to, for Pastor Appreciation Month, if you would, stay after service and have a piece of cake. Uh, we're going to have a movie night in honor of our pastors at 6 p.m. tonight. If you want, bring your lawn chairs. We're going to have it here in the sanctuary. You can bring a blanket, a pillow, whatever you want. We're going to appreciate our pastors and have a movie night. Also, the last Sunday of this month, there will be a, there'll be a uh, love offering taken up for our pastors in honor of Pastor Appreciation Month, all of our pastors. So if God puts it on your heart to give it or if you... If you want to give what you can give there also 
another thing that's not on here is Amazon, if you a way to give. So if you if you shop on Amazon, you can use Amazon Smile, and it'll it don't cost you any more, and it'll donate a little bit of your proceeds to the church. Now offering. So I got a scripture here I want to share. Or first of all, the different ways we have to give. We can give cash or checks to the ushers. We got online at pcachurch.com. The PCA app, if you don't have the app, go to the App Store or the Play Store, search for PCA Church, follow the prompts. There's text to give at 844-390-2401. There's a kiosk out in the foyer. If it's your first time to give, type in your full name on the kiosk and follow the prompts. Or you can mail, mail your ties to PCA Church at 2313 East Prospect here in Ponca City, 74604. So the only thing I got for offering is I want to share a scripture with you that Really, that really plays plays on my heart a lot when I give. It's in Luke chapter 6, verse 38. He says, given it will be given to you, a good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over, will be poured into your lap. For with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. So, so that that's all. If God puts it on your heart today to give it, give it. He'll give it back. He always does. What, what we give is what, out of what God has already given us. So, if you would, ushers, come forward. Let's bow and pray. Father, we thank you for this time we get to come together, Father, and worship you with our voices, Father, but also with our, with our tithes and offerings, Father, because it is what you've given us, Father, and we're just giving you a small amount of what you've given us, Father. Father, we do, we do thank you that we are free to worship you with, with our voices and our tithes and offerings in this free country, Father. And, Father, I pray that you, like in Luke chapter 6, you... Bless the giver, Father. Press down, shaken together, running over, Father. Father, we love you and we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Good morning, PCA. Man, I'm excited to be here. I did not call in heartbroken today. Hey, 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 hey. Yeah. <laughs> you know, here's the deal. Here's the deal. Yesterday, I was in a charity golf tournament. And we went, we got through, we went into the, to the clubhouse, TV was on, halftime, 38-20, Longhorns. I had to then, I had to then go and do some stuff, and uh, obviously God went to sleep for just a little bit. Because <laughs> last night I turned on the TV and it's 55-48, this weird team beat us, I don't know who it was. And then somebody brings this to me today. Who is this? We need to pray demonic prayers. No, no you, you, hey, you got to be, if you're going to play, sometimes you get beat, right? It was a good game. I, I guess it was a good game. What? Ah, uh, well, you know, we can go to the total record if we want to, but I don't want to go there because Texas is winning overall, but that's all right. Um, you know, it, it was a good day. It's a good day because it ended great. Because I have a brother-in-law who's Alabama Roll Tide blood through. And every time Alabama plays any Texas team, he's texting me, Roll Tide, and just all kinds of stuff he texts me. And so yesterday, I heard nothing from Alabama. There are no texts. Because my text says A&M Aggies beat Alabama, who has won 19 games in a row. So I lost early in the day, but then I ended up on a rejoicing. And so, um, hey, listen, I think we should always understand that, that uh, you win, you lose, right? It was a good game. And this year, 
These people won. <laughs> but here's another thing I've got to just quickly test. I got a great message. I got to get to it. But here's another thing that I just got to tell you. When I moved here, I put a Texas Longhorn tag on the front of my vehicle. I've been here five and a half years, and not one time has it been turned upside down. And I'm like, wow, you people are very full of grace and mercy and compassion. I think I have a lot more people praying for me now because I have that tag on my vehicle. <laughs> Whatever it takes, I'll take the prayers, amen? And then this week I'm in a store. I don't know who this was either. I could not find them, but this week I'm here I'm in a store here in town, and all of a sudden I hear somebody go, Whoa! I'm a child of God! <laughs> like, who is that? They were at church last Sunday. Stand with me today. Amen. It's good to be in the house of the Lord. It's good to be in the house of the Lord. Hey, you, you better, the Bible says, I was glad. I was, so all of you should be glad, right, that it's the day of the Lord. Take your Bibles, take your phones, whatever you have, lift it up, shake it real quick and say this after me. Thy word, thy word is a lamp unto my feet. Thy word is a light unto my path. Thy word will I hide in my heart that I might not sin against thee. Lord, help me every day to read this word. Lord, help me every day. To live this word. I love thy word. And thank you, Lord, that the pastor today is still full of victory. Amen. You may be seated. God bless you. I could have called in hurt, but I didn't. So that goes to, now listen, all over Texas today, there are churches in mourning. But uh, today we rejoice. I love football, but you know what? It has nothing to do with how much I love the Word of God. It is meat and it is water. And so today I have a message that um, I entitled earlier in the week. Then I realized it was very appropriate for me today. Weep no more. <laughs> Doesn't God have a sense of humor? Uh, weep no more. Weep no more. There's a guy in the Bible whose name's Jeremiah. And Jeremiah, here's what his resume says. He's a weeper. He's a crier. He's always crying. He's always weeping. He was known as the weeping prophet because during his time, he preached a lot of messages with a lot of passion and was trying to get people to turn their hearts toward God. And it broke his heart. It breaks the heart of God when people do not turn toward him. And he would preach with such fierce compassion that he wept in the preaching so much that they could hardly understand him because the compassion was there. Jeremiah was a great prophet, and for 20 years, Jeremiah preached without any visible results. How many know that as a pastor, I don't want to preach 20 years without any results whatsoever? He preached 20 years, no visible results, no spiritual results. He saw nothing happening in people's lives toward God for 20 years of preaching. I have to just think it could be a little depressing. You know, uh, sometimes I get a little depressed sometimes when I feel like I didn't do what God wanted me to do in the presentation. The gospel's still going to go forward, but I felt like I failed a little bit in the presentation. Uh, sometimes you can feel a little depressed. How I many know depression is not an ancient problem? Well, it is an ancient problem. It is a universal problem, and it has no respecter of persons. 
How many of you have ever been depressed? Some of you can't even answer, you're so depressed. Everybody at one time, now we take the word depression, we go, well, I'm not at this level, but I'm not, you're disappointed, you're hurt, you get offended, you're, you're whatever. We all have experienced these things, and so I looked up um, the solution to depression according to what the world says for those who do not look to God. The world says the number one uh, solution to get out of depression is exercise. When I'm depressed, I don't want to exercise. I don't even want to exercise when I'm happy. <laughs> Number two solution, use color in your life. Get a lot of color, but not red and not black, but other colors in your life. Uh, listen to some music. Eat right, no caffeine. You can't eat right and then put no caffeine. It's just not going to happen. And then it said, number five, think positive. Just think positive. Well, how many know that that sometimes will not get you out of depression, those five things? Uh, Spurgeon, the great writer, said this, Before the greatest victories comes the greatest depression. There's a cycle that we go through in life. Winston Churchill, that great leader in our history of our, our nation, he said this, uh, He was a great motivator on the radio, yet when the radio was off, he was greatly depressed. I know a few guys in the Bible that got depressed. Moses got depressed. A lot. Job, well, you know that story. Elijah, kill me, God. I'm the only one. All these men dealt with depression, and sometimes all of us, at some time or another in life, we're going to deal with depression. We're going to have to figure out what God is going to do in our lives. But during that time of dark depression, we get isolated. We, we feel alone. No one cares. And then we don't dare share it with anybody because then they'll think less of us, right? Depression. So today I want to talk about Mr. Jeremiah. Great, great prophet. Great prophet. Here's what the Word of God says about Jeremiah. You know the verse, chapter 1, verse 5 says this. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet to the nation. So God told Jeremiah, before you were formed, I picked you out. I, I selected you prophet. Stamp it on you. This is what you're going to do. The Word of God says that Jeremiah was going to be the kind of prophet that was going to be like water to a parched land. They would just drink in the water, absorb it, just soak it in. But for 20 years, Jeremiah's been preaching, he's the water, but the parched land is not letting him in. I mean, it's just puddling up on the top and nobody's listening, no results. God said, you're going to be awesome. Well, who would not want that? I want to be awesome in God's eyes, don't you? I want God to pick me and say, hey, pastor, boom, yes, sir. I want to do that for God. But I think sometimes, as pastor, sometimes I sometimes think, hey, I'm bringing living water, but nobody's drinking. Sometimes you think that. Sometimes you think that when you're witnessing to someone, you're, you're wanting results. And God's not giving me the role of pastor to have results God gave me the role of pastor to preach the word. That's what I do. I preach the word. Everyone else has to decide, do I drink and do I eat what the word of God is presenting to me? So I have to just take the words that Paul said to Timothy. I do my part. Preach the word. 
Jeremiah preached the word. His word, his message was one that you better turn or burn. That kind of preacher, okay? That kind of message. He prophesied to the nation. They're not drinking it up. And so as we go through Jeremiah's life, 20 years, I mean, he's born, he's chosen, God's picked him out. And God told him a lot of times, Jeremiah, do not be discouraged. Read it over and over and over. Jeremiah, do not be discouraged, for I, the Lord your God, will be with you. Right? Well, Jeremiah's preaching. Nobody's really responding. As a matter of fact, he's making a lot of people mad. And so there's a priest by the name of Pasher. He's about tired of this weeping, crying prophet all over town. And so we turn to the 20th chapter of Jeremiah, verse 7. And here's what we have Jeremiah saying. You deceived me, Lord. I was deceived. You overpowered me and prevailed. I am ridiculed all day long and everyone mocks me. Now he's just not feeling that. It's really happening. Because the priest pastor took Jeremiah, had him beaten, and then they put him in stocks. But he was not in the basement of some building somewhere. He was in stocks at the gate of Benjamin. This was a very popular place in town. Everybody had to go through the gate in and out of the city. And everybody who walked by saw Jeremiah in the stocks, saw Jeremiah beaten, saw Jeremiah imprisoned in this way. And he's saying, Lord, you deceived me. What happened to chapter 1, God? I will be with you. Do not be discouraged. You're going to be like water to a parched nation. You're going to preach the word. And now what's happened? A priest has beaten me, put me on display for the entire city to see. I'm in these stocks. I'm beaten. God, you deceived me. All I did was what you told me to do. That's all I've done. And here I get in this situation. Have any of you ever felt like, God, wait a minute. You said in your word this, but here I am here. You tell me don't get discouraged. It's kind of hard not to get discouraged and depressed when the priest beats me and puts me in stocks on display for everybody. You see, sometimes in our life, I've been there. I've shared stories with you how that we have gotten into situations and I feel like God has gone. God is nowhere to be found. He deceived me. He said, hey, come and follow me and I'll make you fishers of men. Well, right now these men are making me fish bait. Yeah. I'm in a hard situation. God, I thought you were going to be with me. I thought you were going to take care of me. I thought all these things and everybody's laughing at me and everybody's mocking me. God you did not fulfill your end of the bargain. I preached, and here I am in these stocks. I told people what you wanted me to say. I'm treated like this. Remember Jonah? God told Jonah to go to Nineveh and preach destruction, right? Repent or be destroyed. 
And man, Jonah had a little bit of trouble getting there, but he finally gets there and he's preaching to the city of Nineveh and he's preaching destruction. Here's what God's going to do. God's going to do this and God's going to do that. And man, he's a fiery preacher on the corner of the streets. God will do this and God will do that. And then the people of the city repented. God didn't do anything. God didn't destroy them. God didn't rain down fire from heaven and consume them. God didn't destroy them with a flood or as I preached last week, snakes come all through town and kill everybody. God, you deceived me. You told me to preach this word and now it makes me look like I'm a liar. It makes me look like I don't even know you, that I don't even hear from you. You see, Jonah felt like God had not lived up to his end of the bargain also. It's not the first time, not the last time. Sometimes when you do what God tells you to do, you can look foolish to everybody else. And everybody else can mock you, and everybody else can laugh at you, and everybody else can say, look what following God has gotten you into. I've had people tell me that. Yeah, I'm doing better than you are. Following God gets you like this. I don't want to follow your God. Yeah. So the first thing that Mr. Jeremiah understands is rejection. Ever been there? It's tough, isn't it? Verse 8, chapter 20. He says this, Whenever I speak, I cry out, proclaiming violence and destruction. But the word of the Lord has brought me insult and reproach all day long. Yeah. Lord, I'm just preaching the word that you put in my heart to preach. You speak it, I speak it. And look what it's got me. Reproach, insults, laughing, mocking, beating, being put on display. Verse 10. I hear many whispering. Terror on every side. Denounce him. Let's denounce him. And then these next three words just grab me. All my friends are waiting for me to slip. Saying perhaps he will be deceived. Then we will prevail over him and take our revenge on him. And those are his friends. Wow. It's one thing to be deserted by God, uh, having those feelings like that. It's another thing to have the priest put you in bonds and, and beat you. But it's another thing, another level for your people that you consider your friends. When your friends are passing by the gate of Benjamin, they look up and go, they're just waiting for me to slip. They're telling me I've been deceived. They're telling me that I'm the one that's bringing terror to town. That it's not you. And he said, God, this is what I'm getting all day long and everybody's against me. Even my friends. It's terrible when you're in that kind of a place of rejection when you go to your friends and your friends aren't even there for you. That's, that's tough. He was proclaiming God's will and God was not doing it. Hmm. So what do you do? Well, Jeremiah being a great man of God, here's his response in verse number 14. Now I want you to read this with me. It's, it, it's powerful imagery of what Jeremiah says. Cursed be the day I was born. May the day my mother bore me not be blessed. Cursed be the man who brought my father the news. Who made him very glad, saying, A child is born to you, it's a son. May that man be like the towns the Lord overthrew without pity. 
May he hear wailing in the morning, a battle cry at noon. For he did not kill me in the womb with my mother's as a grave. Her womb should have been enlarged forever and me dead in that womb as a grave. Why did I ever come out of the womb to see trouble and sorrow and to end my days in shame? That's powerful, isn't it? He's saying, not only cursed be the day that I was born, may it not be blessed, but I want to curse the man who even brought the news to my father that made my father happy that he was having a son. And how, how dare he not kill me in my mother's womb so that she would walk around the rest of her life with a dead baby in her belly. Why was I ever born? Why did God allow me to come out of the womb? Yeah. Don't tell me we've never asked that question before. Suicide rates are at an all-time high right now in our nation. Our nation. Why? Because people get to this place of depression, rejection. God, you failed me. God, you've deserted me. God, I thought you told me and I thought you said you loved me. I thought you were, your word says this, your word says that. Where are you? Why was I even born? Cursed be that day. Cursed be the man that brought the news. My, I should still be in the womb. God, why did I come out of there? Should have never been born. And then God has told Jeremiah, I formed you in your mother's womb. I knew you. I called you to be a prophet. Wow. Have you ever thought about quitting? Jeremiah's turning in his resignation, isn't he? I quit. I'm done. I'm not going to do this anymore. Depression is ancient, it's universal, has no respect of persons. There's been times in my life I've been angry at God. Anybody else? Come on, come on. I've, I've been angry, I've yelled at God. Pastor, don't yell at God. God can handle you. He can handle every emotion that you have. I've often asked God, why did you bring me to where I'm at? In every church I've been at, there's been a point in time where I've looked at God. Why did you bring me to Texas? Why did you bring me to New Mexico? Why did you bring me to Oklahoma? I've been there crying out, God, I thought you were going to bring a revival. I thought you were going to do this. Signs and wonders, miracles. God, I don't feel anything. But rejection and I feel hurt and, and I feel depressed and all these feelings. Yeah. You can be angry at God and God can handle your anger. God understands your depressions. God understands your discouragement. God understands when in our perception. In our understanding, it looks like God has not been faithful to His Word. It looks like God did not fulfill His part of the bargain. Wouldn't it be great if I preached and everybody drank it in and everybody ate and everybody was happy and every person who ever walked in the door, not one ever left. Wouldn't that be awesome? 
Wouldn't that be awesome if every service there were signs and wonders, the blind would see, the deaf would hear, the lame would walk, and on and on, and we would even go out to the graves and pray and resurrections would happen. Wouldn't that be awesome? But it doesn't work like that. It doesn't. Life is not like that. Sometimes you want to quit. I'm done. I'll go dig a ditch. I'm done with this marriage. I'm done with these kids. I'm done with this job. I'm done. I quit. I walk off. Problem with Jeremiah is he was stuck. I quit. Okay, well then leave. Well, I can't. Yeah. How many of you know sometimes when you're stuck and all you can do is think? Doesn't really help out the situation, does it? You're like, uh, I wonder what my friend meant when they text me that. Well, look at that social media picture. All that does is make me... Yeah. We're, talking about, we're talking about going to retreats and stuff, uh, minister stuff. And for years... When I first started my church for years, I mean, I've got a little bitty tiny church, little bitty congregation, hardly nobody there, hardly any money. I go to these councils, and every council they got somebody walk up. Well, it's great to be a child of God today. Hallelujah. Praise God. Uh, last Sunday, we baptized 999. I was going and looking for the one. I wanted to baptize 1,000, but we only got 999. And this year, our budget is $26 million for the church. And man, everything's going. Praise God. And I'm out there going. I got 33 people. I'd love to have one more. And our budget is 15000 for the whole year. I'd go home depressed. I'm like, God, what am I doing wrong? Why aren't, why aren't you giving me the same results as him? You have no respect to a person. Come on. We've all felt those situations. And you apply it to the relevancy of your life, whatever it may be. And we've all been to the place where I want to quit and Jeremiah got to that place. Why? Because he was thinking about himself. We think about ourselves too much. Well, I don't have what they have. How come they have it? I don't. I'm just as good. I'm preaching just as good as my brother over here. And here I am beating in stocks and he's over there in the palace talking to the king. How, what's the dilly? You know, if, if, I, if I'm one of the, the disciples, if I'm Brother John, I'm going to have a little bit of problem when I get to heaven. Remember that guy, John? He got in prison and then Simon Peter got imprisoned. John had his head on a platter. God wakes Peter up in the middle of the night with an angel and gets him out of prison. Same prison. Just a few days apart. How come he has his head chopped off and he gets delivered out of the prison? Because life is not always handled by God the same way. This word of God gets in you. Jeremiah, you are called to be a prophet. You can't quit. Because when God calls you, it's not a job. It's who you are. It's not what you do. It's who you are. And when God called you to be a child of God, you do what you are. It's not just something you can quit. You can't be 
someone who can stop being the person you are. You can't stop that. And a calling doesn't allow you to quit. Then look at this in chapter 20. He says this, But if I say, I will not mention his word or speak anymore in his name, his word in my heart all of a sudden catches on fire. I start burning inside. His word is like a heart, like a fire in my heart. A fire shut up in my bones. I get weary of holding it in. Indeed, I cannot. I have to preach and proclaim what God, I try to hold it in, but there's something starts burning inside of me. And I tell my mouth, stay shut, but, but, but I cannot, I can't stop. If I say I want to quit, then something begins to happen inside of me. A fire gets burning inside of me. Why? Because this is who God made me to be. This is not what I do. I've tried not to speak. I've tried to quit. I've tried and tried. But there's something that stops me and says, I have to preach what God tells me to preach. I have to proclaim the truth because there's something inside of me bigger than me. God says, this is who I made you from your mother's womb. If you're called, you can't quit. Through the years, I've had people quit ministry. They weren't called. There's a difference. When you're called, you can't quit. It's who you are. You can't quit children's church, even though I'm sure every Sunday they want to quit. You can't quit youth ministry. You can't quit Royal Rangers. You can't quit Impact Girls. You can't quit evangelism. You can't quit reaching out. You can't quit helping the poor and helping the needy and helping the senior. You can't quit. Why? Because God birthed something inside of me. And if I don't do it, I feel like I'm about to explode. It's not what I do. It's who I am. Not that my circumstances are always going to be great, but God is great all the time. You see, Jeremiah began to stop thinking about himself and starts thinking about God. Church, if you're in depression today, if you're feeling discouraged, if you're feeling like you've been rejected, you need to stop thinking about yourself and start thinking about who God has called you to be and what God has made you to be and what you're supposed to be doing. That's what Jeremiah began to do. He all of a sudden began to move the thinking from myself. Wait a minute. This is not about me. I'm not in these stocks because of me. I'm in these stocks because of God. And God said, I will never leave you. Don't be discouraged, Jeremiah. I'm going to be right there with you. So what does Jeremiah say when he starts remembering about God? He says this in verse 11. But the Lord is with me. Whoo! He's in the stocks in the gates of Benjamin. In the morning, he's hollering out, you to see me. By the afternoon, whoa, but the Lord is with me. He's my mighty warrior. Persecutors, you're going to stumble and you will not prevail over me. They will fail. They will be disgraced. Their dishonor will never be forgotten. Why? 
there's something starting to burn inside of me in these stocks. I've just been here long enough to get the thinking off of myself and get the thinking back on God. I've just been here long enough for the word of God to come fresh and anew into my life. And I realize, wait a minute, Jeremiah, God is with you. God is your mighty warrior. God will fight your battles for you. You don't fight them. God's word is burning in you. While you're in these stocks, preach the word. Wow, Jeremiah, what's going on? Man, he realized God is for me, and if God is for me, then who can be against me? God has called me to do this. God has taken me from my mother's womb. He was the one that let me be born. He was the one that blessed that day. And if God blesses something, it's blessed. Who am I to curse what God has blessed? You got to start talking about your God you got to start remembering who your God is and who you are and who God made you to be. Not what the world says. Because I want to tell you as a preacher, I've had a lot of people mock me and laugh at me. I've had a lot of people tell me things and it's horrible. But it's who I am. I can't quit. Neither can you. Sometimes we have rejections. Sometimes we may, may respond in the wrong way. Sometimes we may get discouraged. 20 years without any evidence. Here's what I found after all these years of being a child of God. We depend too much on feelings. And we depend too much on results. God never promised us results. And God never promised us feelings. But he did commit to us. I will never leave you. And I will never forsake you. Never. So when you're feeling like God has left you, it's a feeling. When you're looking around and going, God, where are the results? God's going, my word goes forth, it will not return void, and it will accomplish what I desire it to accomplish. Yeah. You see, so many times in our own lives, we get caught up on feelings, and we get caught up on results. And Jesus told Thomas, remember that guy, Thomas, who doubted because he wasn't there with the others when Jesus appeared in the room, and he didn't get to see him? And Jesus came back just for Thomas, and he said, put your hand in my hands, put your hand in my side. And Thomas says, I believe. And Jesus looked at him and said, blessed are those who have not yet seen and believe. Yeah. He's not going to appear to every one of us in physical form. But we believe by faith, right? We walk by faith. We don't walk by feelings. We don't walk by our actions and results. We walk by faith. So what God has taught me through the years is God does signs and wonders a lot of times for the immature Christians. His pattern throughout the Word of God in the New Testament. He would show up in a town, perform signs and wonders, get a big crowd, then he start teaching, then the crowd leaves. He winds up with just a few people, then that's when he teaches the most important thing. But the signs and wonders was to get a crowd. A crowd is not a church. When he starts teaching and a whole lot of people leave, he's left with the church. 
You can have a big crowd, and I want big crowds, but crowds doesn't make a church. A commitment from you to God makes the church. And a commitment from me to God makes the church. And when we become mature, we're no longer listening to what everybody else is saying. We're no longer looking around for everybody's approval. All we do is this. God, if you say well done, that's all I need. And ever since I ever preached the word of God, I said, God, every time I walk off the platform, every time I walk off the corner of a street, which I've preached on the streets before, wherever I've preached the word, talked about the word, whatever, I just want to hear you say well done. And if that happens, I'm good. It doesn't matter what everybody else says about the message. It doesn't matter what everybody else receives it or not, whether there's results or not. What matters is that, God, you look at my life and you say, well done. You see, mature people are not shaken by storms. Come on. Mature people are not blown about by every wind and wave of doctrine. Well, there's a sign over there, good, let's all run. No. You're to be a tree planted by the river. Yeah. We don't run after signs and wonders. We run to God. We run to Him. He's the author, the finisher of our faith. Now, if signs and wonders happen, wonderful. But that's for unbelievers and the immature. The meat of the Word of God is for those who are mature. And you understand God is with me. Even if you're in stocks and beaten by church people. Pasher was a priest. You would think of all people, he would have compassion upon Jeremiah. Brother Jeremiah, I've been there with you. <laughs> Tough Sundays in the temple. But no, sometimes church people are the meanest. Ah, oh, come on. Everybody should say amen. If you haven't gotten hurt in church, you just haven't gone long enough. Come on. We're not here because of our feelings. We're here because God has called us to this place for such a time as this. And God's got something for us to say. And God's got something for us to do. But he's watching our reactions. Here's what Jeremiah said. First, I mean, he, he, he's rejected. He has his moments. But then he starts thinking about God. And when he thinks about God, only one word comes to mind. Rejoice. Look at this. Jeremiah 20 verse 13 says, Sing to the Lord. Give praise to the Lord. He rescues the life of the needy from the hands of the wicked. Sing to the Lord. What a difference. Is this the same guy that was just saying, Curse be the day I was even conceived and, and the womb that my mother had me in and the guy who brought the news to my dad, curse him too and everybody else be cursed. Everybody be cursed. God, you're no longer with me. You deceived me. You left me all about. And now he's saying, sing to the Lord. I, he's got a little preach left in him. There's something starting to burn inside of Jeremiah. Something all of a sudden going, oh, I remember. Whew. I remember when God placed this calling upon my life and something started burning inside of me. The darkness left and a, a fire began to burn inside of me and it consumes me and I can't hold it in. And when I try to hold it in, I feel like I'm about to burst. So I don't care what you think about me. I don't care if you're laughing. I don't care if you're mocking. Hallelujah. My God is with me. 
My God, he had a little bit of preacher left. I just wanted, my God is a mighty warrior. My God will vindicate me. My God is on the throne. My God will never leave me. My God will never forsake me. He is my healer. He is my provider. He is my helper. He's the one that helps the needy. Hallelujah. In the morning, they come through and heard a prophet thinking about himself. In the afternoon, they came through, heard a prophet thinking about God. Hallelujah. Woo. What kind of person are we going to be here? Remember uh, Paul and Silas? Midnight hour. Woe is me. Woe is me. I can't believe we've been preaching the word of God. Now we're here in prison. Oh, no. It wasn't what happened, was it? The Bible tells us that at the midnight hour, great is whew, thy faithfulness. You say, well, where would we get that song? Have you read the book of Lamentations? Lamentations is a dirge because the enemy had come in and burned Israel. Nothing was left. I mean Jerusalem. I'm sorry, Jerusalem. Nothing was left of the city. Jeremiah is walking through the city and weeping over the destruction of Jerusalem. Read it. It's very graphic. Mothers are boiling their own children so they can live. And in the middle of all that, what does Jeremiah do? In the middle of all that, Jeremiah lifts his hands and writes these words with his voice. Great is thy faithfulness, O God, my Father. Yeah. See, Jeremiah learned something in those stocks, didn't he? I'm not going to look around and say, I'm going to think about me. I'm going to look around and no matter what situation I'm in in life, I'm going to think about my God. He's with me. My mighty warrior. He's fighting for me. The people who say they're going to rejoice in me falling, they're the ones that are going to fall. The ones who are saying they're going to rejoice and they're going to denounce me, God's going to denounce them. I'm just going to wait and see the salvation of my God in my life. You see, there's a huge difference when we stop thinking about ourselves and start thinking about God. Right. We've been the parents beside a child in the hospital. We've got some mothers over here, others over here. <laughs> when you start thinking about yourself at the hospital, you can get real discouraged. God, we're serving you, we're following you, we're doing everything you've called us to do, and now my child is going through this, are you kidding me? We don't have any money. Are you kidding me? But then you got to stop. Start thinking about God. And all the times He's brought you through. And all the times He's lifted you up. And all the times He's wrapped His arms around you. Said, you're my child. I've never seen the righteous forsaken nor the seed begging for bread. God will meet our every need according to His riches. God opens up heaven for you and for me when we stop thinking about ourselves and start 
thinking about God and who you are, who you are in Christ. Paul and Silas couldn't help but just rejoice. And what happens in the middle of praises? God inhabits praise. God inhabits praises of His people. So when Jeremiah starts to sing to the Lord, God just goes, now He's ready. Now He's ready. Here I come. I'm your mighty warrior. When Paul and Silas start, start praising in the midnight hour, oh, now we're about to have some church. All those bars and all those doors on that prison, I'm going to bust them wide open because there's a man, his wife, his kids that need God and I need some prophets. I need some people praising God in the middle of the midnight. Come on. Let's give God praise for that. Hallelujah. Your praise. Woo. Your praise could be the difference between somebody going to hell and somebody going to heaven. Because people are watching you and listening to you. And your praise could be the difference between somebody imprisoned and in sin for the rest of their life or God coming in, inhabiting your praise, setting you free and setting everybody else with you free. Praise, sing to the Lord, shout unto God with a voice of triumph. But pastor, I'm in the gate of Benjamin. Everybody's laughing. I got stripes on my back. Even my friends have left me. Who are you? Who are you? Why are you here? Because I'm obedient to God. Then God will deliver you out of all your troubles. I didn't say that. God did. And when I need God and when I'm having troubles... I've got to say, switch off thinking about myself. I've got to start thinking about him and who he is and who I am. And I am right where he put me. And you are right where God put you. You cannot quit. You cannot because other people's lives is depending on you. And for you to respond the way God wants you to respond. In that moment, you've got to stop thinking about yourself. And I believe God had me to preach this message. I believe God's messages are always for that moment. Because guess what? Next Sunday you're going to come to church. I'm not going to preach the same message. I'm going to preach another message because it'll be for next Sunday. The message I preached last Sunday was for last week. But today, God has brought you here because you needed some water on a parched ground. You needed some water on a parched ground. And you needed the word of God, not the word of man. So I want you to stand with me today. I don't know what the results are about to be because you know what? I've done my part. I'm finished with the service, but God's not. Some of you probably went, wow, 10 minutes early. 
I'm finished. God's not. Because God always wants me to give time for his word to germinate inside of you. Because his word brings forth fruit. And I want the word, the Bible says that when a preacher preaches or when you talk to somebody, there's all kinds of ground. There's fertile soil that people will take the word. It'll bring forth much fruit. There's another person that's going to take the word in, but then the thorns are going to come in and choke the word out. Then there's other people that are just not going to let the word in at all. I can't help the results, and I don't choose the ground. But I do preach the word, the seed of what God needs you to hear. Can we bring the piano down just a little bit? Or my voice up one or the other? Because I want to hear both. But I want to be louder than her. Because I want you to hear. You can take this message today. And I believe with all my heart. There are people in this room. Whatever situation you're in. So don't limit it to being in stock. Well I'm not beating in stocks today. So this message is not for me. No. If you're going through something in your life, or if you've had a thought this week, you're going through something tough, I want to do the, God's done, the, the, whatever you want to put in the blank, then God has this message for you today. We've all been there. If you live life, the enemy will try to put you in places to think only about yourself. But I believe that God wants us, all of us today, to begin to praise Him. No matter what your situation is. But pastor, you don't understand. I don't need to understand. God understands. And God has brought you where you are if you are a child of God. Now, if you're not a child of God, your own choices out of God's will may have gotten you in the trouble that you're in. But either way, when you start praising Him, what does He do? He descends and brings habitation in that place. And where God is, anything's possible. God restored Jeremiah to preaching. God will restore every one of us. God can handle your anger. He can handle your discouragements. He can handle your disappointments. That's why he became flesh to understand. But then God can also put something in you that'll burn. I try not to praise him. I try not to preach, but then something starts burning. And then I cannot help but speak. Great is thy faithfulness. So this morning, we're going to do just one thing. But if you feel like, Pastor, I need to, I need to get down there and I need to, I need to get, I need to, I need to praise God. I want you to just come right now. We're not going to turn the lights down any more than they are. So you know what? If somebody sees you, they sees you. But but you're not, at least you're not at the gates of the city, right? Just come on down. 
I believe that, that God has a word for you, and I believe you need to accept that word and respond to that word. So if there's been any discouragements, whatever word you want to put, just come down. If you felt like, hey, you know what, God, you didn't show up like I thought you would, come on down. Come on. Don't wait for everybody else to get here and then go, well, I'm the only one not coming down, so just come on. Just come on. Come on. Come on, church. Respond to the word, because if you don't, it's going to be hardened over. The Bible says when you keep on resisting and keep on resisting, I'll stop trying. Just respond. God, I need to praise you today. I need to worship you today. I need to stop thinking about myself and start thinking about you. If, if that's you, come on down. You've been thinking about your troubles and all your sorrows and, and, and oh me and oh my. Come on, just come on down. I'm, I don't feel released and, and I'll stay here till 2 o'clock if God doesn't release me, but I don't want you here that long. But I want you to come. I want you to say I need to be obedient to there's something pulling me. I need to go. Come on. Better wait just a minute. Wait just, just a minute. I want the Holy Spirit to pull us, to tug us. He said, I will draw you, but when I draw you, you've got to come to me. Come to me and I'll come to you. Seek me first. Come on. I'll be right there. Come on. I'm going to wait for you for just a minute. Why? Because, listen, those of you at the front, look at me. Somebody else's eternity is dependent upon how you respond today. Somebody else's eternity. Not just you. I don't want to go to heaven by myself. I want to take a whole bunch of people with me because I preached, because I praised. Because I didn't just sit around and feel sorry for myself. So you ready? We're going to start off because I believe every one of us need to start in this position. God, I surrender. <laughs> just lift your hands up. They're going to lead us in this course. Just lift your hands up. Say, God, you brought me to where I am today. I surrender to your will, not my will, not my will, not my will, but thine be done. Not my will, but thine be done. I don't understand why I'm here. I don't know what's going on. But I don't have to because I trust you. Hallelujah. Today I want to get the focus off of me and my situation and my sorrows and my troubles. I want to get the focus off of how angry I am. And I just, I feel like cursing everything. God, help me. I want to change right here. I want to stop thinking about all that and start thinking about you. Hallelujah. I want to know you. Hallelujah. Lord, I surrender. I surrender. Hallelujah. I surrender. I want to know you more. Hallelujah. I want to know I don't care if people are laughing. I don't care if people are laughing. I just want you. Hallelujah. I surrender. Lord, not my will, but thy will be done. I want you know. I don't want to get caught up in the results. I want to get caught up in you. I want to know you more. I surrender. I want to know you more. I want to know you more. I want them to stop this song, and I want them to go to the next song I talked to them about, and I want you to listen while they do this. Listen. How many of you down here front 
that God has ever done anything for you? Raise your hand. God has called every one of you. That's why you're down here up front on a Sunday morning, right? We cannot quit. There's no quitting. You're called, anointed by God to speak forth His Word to those that are in your life. He's empowered you. God is your mighty warrior, and God will never, ever run out on you. God will never desert you. God will never fail you. God will not. But sometimes He leads us through tough times to see how we're going to respond. Are you just going to sit around and feel sorry? Sit around and think about yourself? Are you going to, in the middle of all that, give me praise? Because I believe in just about just a few minutes, God's about to pour out His power in this house. And you're going to feel it. I don't go by feelings, but sometimes I do love a good hug. How about you? I mean, I love for my wife to love me, but every now and then I need a good hug. Every now and then I need a good kiss. Why? I just like the feeling of it. Amen? And sometimes God says, you've been dry long enough. I'm ready to give you some burning inside. I'm ready to give you something. I believe God's going to do it. Miss Karen, let's go. Here we go. Here we go. I believe. You're the wonder-working God. You're the wonder-working God. All the miracles. All the miracles I've seen. I've seen. You're too good, too good to not to believe. believe. Woo. You're, You're the, the wonder-working God. I believe in God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All the miracles. All the miracles you've done in my life. You're too good. Sing that one more time. You're the wonder-working God. Yes, you're the wonder-working God. All the miracles I've seen. You're too good. Too good to I've not seen. believe. I've seen. You're the wonder-working God. Hallelujah. 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 When this part is to you, let's praise Him. Here we go. I've seen. Here we go. I've seen cancer disappear. Yes. I've seen broken bodies healed. Don't you tell me he can't do it. Don't you tell me he can't do it. I've seen real life resurrection. I've seen mental health restored. Don't you tell me he can't do it. Don't you tell me he can't do it. I've seen families reunited. I've seen prodigals return. Don't you tell me he can't do it. Don't you tell me he can't do it. I've seen troubled souls delivered. I've seen addicts finally free. Don't you tell me he can't do it. Don't you tell me he can't do it. We'll see cities in revival. And salvation flood the streets. Don't you tell me he can't do it. Don't you tell me he can't do it. I've seen cancer disappear. I've seen broken bodies healed. Don't you tell me he can't do it. Don't you tell me he can't do it. I've seen real life resurrections. I've seen mental health restored. 
Don't you tell me he can do it. Don't you tell me he can do it. I've seen families reunited. I've seen prodigals return. Don't you tell me he can't do it. Don't you tell me he can't do it. I've seen troubled souls delivered. I've seen addicts finally free. Don't you tell me he can't do it. Don't you tell me he can't do it. We'll see Pocket City in revival. And salvation flood the streets. Don't you tell me he can't do it. Don't you tell me he can't do it. We'll see glory fill the nations like the world has never seen. Don't you tell me he can't do it. Cause I know that he can. Oh, I believe you're the wonder working God. You're the wonder working God. All the miracles I've seen Too good Too good to not believe You're the wonder working God Hallelujah And you heal because you love All the miracles I've seen You're too good to not believe I feel this in my heart so strong today but if, if you are here today and you have had cancer in your body and you know that God healed it, on the count of three, I need you to shout. You ready? Cancer healed by God. You ready? One, two, three. Shout. Come on, shout it out. Let's give God praise for that church. Don't tell me he can't do it. Don't you dare tell me. Anybody in this house? I was addicted to drugs, alcohol, pornography, whatever the addiction was. Doesn't matter. Addictions are addictions. And God set you free from that addiction. On the count of three, I need you to shout. Pornography, drugs, alcohol, whatever that addiction was. You ready? One, two, three. Come on, let's give God praise. Hallelujah. 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 Don't you tell me. Anybody in the house, not cancer, but other healings in your body, a healing in your family, whatever it may be, and you know it was God, on the count of three, you ready? Physical healing. One, two, three. Come on. Let's give God praise. Hallelujah. Don't you tell me. Don't you tell me. Anybody in this house today, God has baptized you in the Holy Spirit with the physical evidence of speaking in tongues and God put a fire inside of you that you don't understand, but it calls you back to His presence all the time. Anybody here baptized in the Holy Spirit, you ready? Wait, I'm not ready. One, two, three. Give me praise. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, praise him. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We've all had people laugh and mock at us because we believe in this. I've had people tell me, it's not for today. Don't you tell me it ain't for today. Don't you tell me that when I pray in a heavenly language, it doesn't pray the will of my God and my Father. Don't you tell me that. And don't you tell me that there is something that is impossible for my God. Don't you tell me that. And don't you tell me that God has forsaken you. And don't you tell me that God has deceived you, that God has lied to you, that God has abandoned you, that God has forsaken you, that God is never going to meet your needs, that God is not going to take care of you. Don't you ever tell me that because His Word says He will. Hallelujah. He loves you. He loves you. He will never fail you. I don't know why, but I'm telling you this. Don't you believe it? Don't you believe it when you're thinking and the enemy comes in and starts making you think about yourself? Oh, stop it! Sing to the Lord. Sing the praises of your mighty warrior. Lift up your voice. I love it when God says, lift up your eyes unto the hills. My brother Jeremiah couldn't lift his hands. But I can lift my eyes. Sometimes that's all you can do is just lift your eyes. But lift your eyes into the hills from which cometh your help, because my help comes from God. Just lift up your eyes. Just lift up your voice. Jeremiah was in stocks beaten, but he could still sing. Paul and Silas, you can't stop me from singing. The power of thinking about him and the power of praise. Hallelujah. But before you get there, you got to surrender all your feelings. Amen. You got to surrender of looking for results. You've got to surrender what you want to see and what you think it should look like when God is in control of your life. Because with every one of us, He leads us different places. I go where I go, you go where you go. But in every instance, God directs our footsteps. God directs. God directed Jeremiah to the stocks at the gate of Benjamin. He said, well, since I'm here... I might as well let the whole city hear me sing. Yeah. I might as well. They're going to laugh at me anyway. Might as well laugh at my singing. They're going to mock me anyway. Might as well mock my singing. 
I think it's time for us to do that today, don't you? Can we just, just sing this chorus one more time? Let's just, everybody in this house, lift our hands. The reason you're still here is because the presence of God keeps you here. Just lift your hands and worship your God. Surrender your emotions. Surrender your ideals of what the results should be to God right now. I believe. Sing that. Oh, I believe. Oh, I believe. You're the wonder working God. Yes. You're the wonder working God. All the miracles I see. You're too good to not. I believe. And you heal because you love All the miracles we'll see You're too good to not Say it one more time You're the wonder-working God You're the wonder-working God All the miracles I've seen You're too good to not believe You're the wonder-working God and you heal because you love all the miracles we'll see. You're too good to not believe. You're too good. Too good to not believe. Too good. Too good to not believe. After everything I've seen, you're too good to not believe. It's too good. To not believe it. It's too good. Too good. Wow. I, I feel this. I don't know what Jeremiah felt that day. But I know I've been in times of discouragement. And I know I've been in times to where I was feeling sorry for myself. And I throw a really good party. If anybody wants to join me sometimes, I throw a real good pity party. Woo! But then all of a sudden, the Spirit of God comes flooding in. He says, hey, you're right where I want you to be. You're doing what I want you to do. The rest of it's up to me, not you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Because it hurts my heart every time somebody walks out the door and doesn't come back. We sure hope you were blessed by Pastor Bardwell's message. Join us anytime at PCAChurch.com and every Sunday at 2313 East Prospect in Ponca City.